Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Flex This. I'm your host, Jan Hoffman. Uh, today, I have on Faye Wolf. Faye Wolf is an artist, author, and decluttering pro based in Los Angeles. Her sad songs have been heard on TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, The Fosters, and The Pretty Little Liars official soundtrack. She founded New Order, her decluttering business, in 2006, and has since guided hundreds of humans toward a happier life with less. And her new book, New Order, a decluttering handbook for creative folks and everyone else, was released by Valentine Random House in 2016 and is now on an online course as well. Faye has given keynotes at such places as the official Etsy conference and the Soho House, and her work has been praised in numerous publications, including the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, and Apartment Therapy. Faye also writes and performs spoken word pieces mainly surrounding her identity as a Black, biracial, Jewish, bi, pan, queer human being. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Faye and to share it with y'all. All right. Faye, welcome. Um, I'm super excited for this conversation, and I'm just really appreciative that you took the time to uh, be in dialogue with me. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. For sure. So this is the question that I've been starting with is um, language on this journey, right? Mm -hmm. Some people call it a spiritual path. Some people call it um, expansion, personal growth, growth mindset, just wondering what your language is and then how did you get to that language? That's a great question. I feel like I've sort of, you know, shorthanded or defaulted to spiritual journey. Although, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's probably so that can mean so many things. And it's probably overused at this point. There are people who are like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. um, I've certainly defaulted to that. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, learning, growing, checking in with oneself, uh, being uh, the human existence, you know, yeah. digging into the human existence. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the journey of a lifetime. I'm in... Um, two DE, DEI um, trainings right now, mm -hmm. one with the University of Michigan and one with USF, which is also really interesting, the styles of which they're teaching the mm -hmm. content. Um, but one, I love that they're constantly saying journey, 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 like you don't yeah. just arrive at being able to understand, Absolutely. Um, you know, diverse humans, um, being able to fully understand your biases. I think that's something that's really interesting in itself is that on the journey of not only learning who you are, you're also learning some of your hidden biases and peeling mm -hmm. back those layers and then the mm -hmm. context behind them and language too, um, you know, just from a, like, if you think about like uh, the word love, the mm -hmm. word love originated had five different meetings, right? And then we took our English language and we're like, let's make it better because that's what us white folks mm -hmm. seem to do uh, <laughs> and then condense it into like one thing where it used to be like eros and like there was, there was friendship love there was mm -hmm. um um intimate love there was family love and we had different words for that and then we're like yeah no let's just lump it all together it'll be fine right right <laughs> right oh that's funny but like peeling back the layers of even something as simple as language of what yeah. that might mean for you, yeah. um, I think is so important too. And I just... would also, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 go ahead. I would Please. also say the word practice, yeah. which I feel mm -hmm. like applies to a lot of things and would apply here as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I named it Flex This because to me it's <laughs> it's like exercise. So seriously, that's why yeah, to me it was exactly. flexing 
flexing the muscle of curiosity, flexing um, the ability to get some stuff wrong, mm -hmm. um, flexing the ability to look at myself in a loving and yet critical way, because the cri right. critique is because I know my potential. And yeah. I know if I can dig a little bit deeper into this discomfort, that's going to open me up to something that is not only important for me and my own journey, but like, let's be frank here, the more I'm on that journey for me, the more it's going to push humanity. And that's true right. for everybody, right? Like right. the more Absolutely. we expand our views and all that other such that, that without a doubt is going to open up and expand more people into that mm -hmm. equation as well. Amen. Yeah. So you say spiritual, is that from your upbringing? Uh, I would not apply the upbringing spiritual journey to the spiritual journey I was talking about, which I feel like is started in my late twenties, hmm. but, um, there was spirituality growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was raised in a Methodist church and then went to the synagogue on high holy days. And, um, you know, there was, there was love around, around those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until there, until I had, you know, no interest in sort of the religious part of spirituality. Yeah. And, um, who knows if I will in the future. I mean, I definitely have a, a big interest now in learning a lot more about my Jewish culture mm. and, and, you know, anything having to do with religion that has to do with that. Mm. But, but as far as the spiritual journey I was referring to earlier, that was more like, you know, the meditation, the ceremonies, the learning that you don't love yourself and then figuring out how to love yourself mm. type of stuff, which of course can be very related to a lot of people's religious journeys as well. But right. anyway, I digress. No, I think it's all related and important. You know, that's why I think this question is so important is because no two journeys are the same, but there's parts in it that look that look similar. And like, mm -hmm. if I can, if I'm, say, I'm grappling with something similar that you are, that I grew up in a religious house, maybe it was Methodist, maybe it's not, mm -hmm. but I grew up in this place that I just didn't feel like my best version, my most authentic version of me. Mm -hmm. And then hearing somebody else say, well, I try to figure out what that was. And I'm still figuring mm -hmm. it out to this day yeah. and offering somebody the invitation to give yourself permission to do a little self-reflection and to dig deep. Because right. if it doesn't, if something's off, that's information. Like <laughs> that's, that's telling you something that's yeah. um, trying to direct you to something else. In my mm -hmm. opinion, that's how I see it. You know, mm -hmm. something that seems off or, um, or even like what Maya said, you know, when somebody tells you who they are the first yeah, time, yeah, believe, believe them, them. Right. right? So I think that's also kind of true about, you know, gut feelings and um, a higher, um, more in tune to the spiritual universe, whatever you name itself, that's trying to offer you information. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that's like a journey in a lifetime too, right? Oh, so, absolutely. Well, if you're willing to share, since we're talking about that, what is that like inkling, gut check, whatever that is for you that maybe is like, hey, Faye, here I am. Let's take a look at this. <laughs> like, what, what is that? <laughs> what shows up for you? Like, is it, um, or can you give an example of that in your life, a story mm -hmm. where um, is it a pivotal point in your journey? Um, you know, certainly a pivotal point in the journey. And I don't know if this exactly answers the question, but 
you know, a couple, I would say probably about six months before my father died, I had a gut feeling that mm. I needed something. I needed some sort of like groundedness in my life. And up till then, there was no practice. There was, there was a yoga practice, but it was like, you know, not really grounded. And there was, there was no, um, you know, esoteric reading or looking deeply in myself. And, and when I was, you know, I guess I was 27, 26, 27 at that point. And I was like, I need something. Hmm. And, uh, I ran into a friend at a party and I was like, I need something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, but I, I don't know what, I don't know what, but I need something. And he mm. was like, I just learned transcendental meditation. And I was like, he was like, I think, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a something for you. Mm. And, um, and so I learned that practice that, spring and summer I think it was and also started reading like the power of now which I just oh, you know great book you know great game book. changer for so many mm -hmm. people and uh and then my father ended up dying that fall oh, wow. and even though he was um old and I knew you know I was basically expecting his death for decades before he finally did but um and I'm so so lucky that he um, lived to be the age that he did all that to say though that said his his death was pretty sudden mm. he was very healthy until the end and then I feel like my gut like knew something that was going to happen that I needed some you know some density support. of support yeah. in my life for that to happen and um and so those couple of things happened and then my, you know, my dad dying and then just, it was, that was then this turning point of like, mm. oh, life is all these things I didn't realize. And, yeah. you know, that led me to, you know, quitting my job and starting my own business and working for myself and, and realizing that I didn't have to do all the things that I thought I had to, had to do in life and that I had a choice mm -hmm. in the matter. And so that was sort of, I would say the, the things that you know, tipped the scales to starting a process. Um, and then I started doing a bunch of ayahuasca ceremonies that, and that, and that brought me a lot further. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I want to say thank you for sharing that because that is um, such a sacred story. And um, yeah, it's a privilege to hear that. So I want to thank you for sharing that one. Um, and two, I love the beauty of life setting you up for something you weren't even Absolutely. knowing that you needed to be set up for. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then like having that be like, see, I kind of live in this space where I look back at like really either hard moments or transforming moments or loss or something like that. And like what led up to that and how I probably couldn't have handled it the way that I did without other things leading up to it. And it just, yeah. to me, feels so, I'm not saying losing a loved one isn't hard, but it just makes you feel surrounded by something bigger than you that just knows what you need and, can, and mm -hmm. wants to handle you with gentle, loving care and yeah. knows that, like it sounds for you, that was a moment that split you open to make you make some really big um 
changes in your life, at least from a career standpoint. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just like to think it was partly my dad too, just mm-hmm. sending some good energy to me um, before the end. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, on your journey, like when you, when you decided to make changes um, mm-hmm. after your father passed away, was there like a, was there the same kind of like, I just need something to change? Like, what was it for you in those moments? Like that, that, you know, you're starting a spiritual practice. It seemed like you were a little bit more grounded. Was it the same type of experience or did you have something else when you decided to make these changes for your career? You know, I probably was unsettled in, mm. in areas where I just felt like I was probably going through the motions with a lot of things. And, um, you know, one of the things, one of my big realizations after he passed was that, oh, I have a choice in the matter. And now look, I've lived a very supported life up until then in the sense that, you know, I went to college for the thing that I wanted to do. And then I was in Los Angeles pursuing an acting career, which at the time was the thing I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the realizations, you know, was like, uh, oh, I do choose to continue to pursue this career, but but before that, it felt like I was uh, sort of going through the motions and stuck in this thing. But it also occurred to me, I was like, oh, but I don't have to um, do it the way people are saying to do it. And I can mm-hmm. leave Los Angeles. I can go live anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to, you know, work in the, you know, the food industry if I don't want to, which is what I was doing for many years, which many people do, which obviously is wonderful for <laughs> millions of people, but it's not what I enjoyed doing with my days. Right. Um, and so, you know, just one of the biggest things there, I think I realized was that I did not enjoy my day job. And I realized that I was waiting for something to save me and I wasn't Mm. taking an active part in my life's journey. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, pounding the pavement as an actor being like, oh, well, I'm just going to like book a job that's going to turn me into a millionaire. And, you know, that whole thing, (laughs) which I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, many people have gone down that road. And not that it couldn't, but it uh, wasn't. And I certainly wasn't going to wait my entire life for it. So that's when I finally took things into my own hands and uh, started my business, which, I mean, that's a whole other story just in terms of what that led to in terms of my creative life as well. But it was really, you know, the specifics don't even matter. It's really just about that wake up call Mm -hmm. where it was like, oh, okay, I was being passive. And Mm -hmm. now, now I understood that I mm-hmm. could be active. Uh, an active participant in your own yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really easy too, because there is like, you know, in relation to our own lives, we're trying, whether if we think about it or not, or looking at the people around us and trying to understand my journey versus their journey. Yeah. And it's really a very thin line to go into comparison, which then makes you like question your joy and your worth. And that can be really right. di- slippery slope as well. 
But I think just from a sheer narrative around what the right, quote unquote, right thing to do is, right? Like, especially in certain career paths and um, certain jobs and industries and just like the courage it takes to say, yeah, no, not for me, dog. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just a big no for me. No, but seriously, like, I think offer yourself the offer yourself the risk to reward ratio of knowing that taking a chance on you, it has so much more value and worth regardless of whether or not you fail or succeed. Because that one step is building your confidence to you. That one step Mm -hmm. is building that self-love for you. And that one step helps you see other people that are trying to do the same damn thing because we're all trying to take this narrative that people told us of what we're supposed to do. You're supposed to be married at a certain age. You're supposed to go to college. You got to get the job. You got to do this. You got to, you know, a quote unquote American dream, which is a whole other thing in itself. But like saying, no, no, no. What do I want? What brings me alive? Mm -hmm. What, What makes me feel connected to something bigger than me? What makes me feel, what brings not only the best out of me, but therefore the best out of everybody else I'm around. Mm -hmm. That's what we should be doing. And if your narrative looks a little bit different, I think that's okay. And when you fail, that's what sets you up for success. Because let me tell you, I didn't learn anything from anything I got right. Right. (laughs) Like at all, besides like, oh, you know, a questioning of like, did I get it right? Like I was left with like, are you sure? I feel like there should be feedback or something here. (laughs) But I'm also a person that really likes, um, I love feedback. I think it's, I don't know, maybe that's weird, but I think I- Oh no, it's not weird, it's great. Yeah, I love it, I love it. I, I, I feel like if you don't have something to offer me to grow, then you're bullshitting me. You're lying. There's definitely a blind spot I don't know about or a way I handled thing that could have been better. And, you know, uh, I just listened actually to a, um, in my DEI trainings, I watched a TED talk around being a good person, which was really interesting. Have you heard this TED talk? Mm-hmm. Um, she's a researcher and she's talking about how what prevents us from growing and understanding diverse communities is that we have this idea that we're supposed to be a good person, but the reality is we're all pretty good people and we we screw it up a lot along the way and our idea of being a good person is what prevents us from having these types of conversations is that we're afraid to hurt feelings or we're afraid that we're getting it wrong and that's why I'm so grateful for anybody that wants to have this conversation with me because where we can show our shortcomings like you saying like I just didn't want to work in food it wasn't for me it's for some people that's cool but for me that wasn't working and like sharing that experience of what happens when you step into that. Right. Yep. What's waiting for you when you lean into your discomfort or your fear or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Your whole life. Is yeah, legit. It's like, bop, 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 bop. hey, Jen, what's good? I want to show you something. You're going to be a little bit uncomfortable. You're probably not going to like it, but it'll be worth it. I promise. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't yep. feel like it in the moment either. You know, I, I just, no. um, I just or rec- even like a couple years later, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah, like, like, it's like, <laughs> no, for sure. That's so true. Or like you, you, I don't know if you do this too, but like you, if you start to, when you get, when you're on this path, I find like, I even go back to some parts of my childhood that I wasn't even ready to learn from 
the mistakes I made then or the ways I didn't show up the way I wanted to then or anything like that. But like, I wouldn't be able to go back to that and tell myself, Jen, you did the best you could with what you knew and what you understood. Love myself from where that was to move me forward. Mm-hmm. But I, you need certain things. It's almost like you, you, you kind of need to be broken down a little bit to like peel back the, 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 the fake layers you've created around the idea of yourself and your world and, you know, where you're going to get back to the, to, to the bare bones of who you are, the rooted part of who you are that connects you to the universe and humanity and all of that good stuff. That's the good mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The job's cool, but like the part of the job that's dope is when you when you're living here in this right. space and you're and you're connecting in that way. At least for me. <laughs> yep. I'm with you. Um, so on this journey, what do you use to stay true to you? Do you do you use like a tribe of humans? Do you do you have any like spiritual practices? Do you have a whole slew of tools in your toolbox? Like what do you do to stay here? I, it's a great question. Sometimes I have no idea what the answer to that is. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but, you know, the, the first, the top two, I would say, are definitely friends. And, um, well, I would say other humans, because that also includes my partner. That also includes my family. Yeah. Um, and music, hmm. you know, uh, the, 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 the writing of it. And the, the playing of it, mm. yeah. Has music always been an outlet for you? A, a way to be? No, 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 no. Um, I would say in some ways, yes. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, but not in what's probably the purest form now, which is mm-hmm. my own songwriting, mm-hmm. which sort of came, that came that also was like after my dad's death and like um, a big surprise. So that came like late in my twenties and was uh, something I didn't know I needed and actually helped ease my transition completely off of antidepressants that I was on for all of my twenties. But um, I would say it has always been an outlet, definitely playing other people's music, sitting at the piano and, you know, singing musical theater to myself or playing like Tori in the songbooks, like definitely has always been an outlet, but it wasn't, you know, pure therapy again, until I like started writing my own songs and, mm. and, um, and I need more of that <laughs> right now and haven't yeah. been doing as much as I want to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I have two questions inside of that. Yep. Um, you just said not as much as you want to right now. And this is something that I've been learning because these conversations are something that I've craved. And since I've started recording and I'm in a DEI training, I'm, I'm literally in this all day long now. <laughs> and, then, and for the first time in my life, I'm like, oh, wow, I need respite. Like yeah, the yeah. thing that does fill me up, I, I actually need a, to take a pause from and like mm-hmm. marinate in the gift that it just offered me. Right, right. So when you say not as much, is that something that you're, you can relate to, or is it just life in general? Like what, what is making you take pause right now? Oh, it's been a long pause and it, it like, uh, it's not a hundred percent pause. It's just a, 
I don't even know how to explain it. Just a, a very long uh, pause from the quantity mm. um, and yeah, um, the quantity that I want it to be in my life. And yeah, definitely my, one of my biggest struggles is fitting it in, but also like feeling free with it and not feeling like it's for anybody or whatever. But, you know, it's also complicated as certain things are, which is that uh, to, at a certain point, I require collaboration in terms of having my songs recorded. And mm -hmm. that I also require money to have my songs recorded, right. you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone does. And I also am like, you know, just like slowly trying to teach myself how to do things like that myself and have done a little bit of it. But it's also like you sort of reach a certain point with things where you're just like, there aren't enough hours in the day for me to be trying to do it even the minimal amount, much less also be trying to teach myself the thing that yeah. I can pay someone else to do. Right. No, 100%. Like that's a whole other tangent of, mm -hmm. you know, creativity and what we need and what it takes and um, the mm -hmm. challenges that are sometimes being faced there. But, you know, what it really comes down to is how willing am I to put myself first? How willing mm -hmm. am I to let go of what other people think or just let go of stories that aren't even true about what other people think about right. the way I'm spending my time, you know, how much I'm spending caregiving in certain areas, how much I'm willing to just like say, well, I'm just going to let go of that and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, versus like the actual like realities of responsibility, the actual realities of making a living and, uh, you know, taking showers, things like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Eating food, going right. to the best, small necessity. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Being a person's hard, man. I say it yeah. all the time, but like it is, it is fucking hard. There's no, there's no guidebook. There's no guidebook right. at all. And like just the simple things. I'm so grateful in some ways that our brain is like, you know what? Let me do this for you. So you don't have to think. <laughs> Could you imagine if we had to navigate breathing on top of all of this? Oh my God. Phew. We would be a mess. Hot truck. Um, yeah. But I think I really appreciate you sharing that too, because I think that's something we're all struggling with right now too. Like what is most important? you know, right. and like, I have friends that, so, so before my new job, I just started a new job in February. I was, um, hybrid services during COVID. I was a, a food security for San Diego County. And so I was doing in-person stuff. And, and when I wasn't home, it was kind of like my decompression from the in-person stuff, but then I was doing data. So it's kind of mindless. So I have a whole new respect, one for people that are working from home all the time, because I am now, um, I'm also very tech heavy before, and I never was before. So I'm learning, I feel like every day I'm learning either a new tool or a new way to troubleshoot a tool or like all these other things that were never inside my wheelhouse. I mean, I was working, I still work for a nonprofit, but not in like a tech sector. And so, mm -hmm. so you're like learning all these other skills and then you're learning what it's like to share space with your partner all day and like yeah. be mindful of their meetings and like your meetings and just, right. you know, for me, I think COVID 
you know, talking about like you practice COVID for me, especially over the last few months has been like this practice of like, what do I need today? Just today, Mm -hmm. not even like the month, just what do I need today? How can I fulfill myself today? And, you know, there's days like, quite frankly, like, I don't know how to, and you like feel like you're crawling inside of your own skin because you don't know what you need and all the things that, you know, surfing is really important to me. But there's days where like, I'm like, man, that feels like work right now. And like mm-hmm. letting the things that used to give you filling up your cup so you can show up fully to the world. Um, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because I think we're, especially now we're all trying to figure out like, what can we do to fill up right now? Because I feel like it's pretty safe to say a lot of us are feel like their cups are half empty at best. Um, yeah. And you're juggling a lot jobs, you know, trying to be creative, which is super important to a human being, regardless of what that, if that's music, art, that could be writing, that could be um, or exercise to me. That's my creative outlet is exercise is like writing new workouts every day. Like that's my version. Like there's some place to be creative and um, it's important it's important to be engaged that way and to find what nurtures you. And I think, you know, I appreciate you sharing that and, and um, making me feel like I can share it too, because I think we're all really trying to figure that out already before COVID, but now we're really like, but seriously, what do I need? (laughs) (laughs) What do I need? Like, I don't even know what I want to cook anymore. I used to love Mm -hmm. cooking. Now I'm like, I just, sandwich i just want a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) oh sandwiches are great they are great they're like childhood nostalgia right like yeah slap on some oh i like mayo so i'm like like douse that thing in mayo yeah some turkey it's like the 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 bread is like soft like stuck to your of your mouth yeah like when you're in elementary school (laughs) you're like trying to get it out of the roof of your mouth smash sandwich because of your lunch pail (laughs) but yeah you know what's funny to me too is that um um how our childhood comes back to us in in really profound and beautiful ways yeah do you know what I mean like nostalgia of a sandwich Mm -hmm. like when you think about a moment from your childhood where does that take you like I literally just thinking about that I thought about like a summer camp you used to go to and the sandwich was cold because it was the only thing that was cold because it had like one of those Mm -hmm. like uh what are the the, like blue ice things that you put in your lunch pail so your sandwich is cold it's humid and hot as hell because I grew up in the midwest so it's super hot and sweaty and gross and you're eating this delicious cold sandwich I literally just went to this happy place of like being in a park at summer but like I love that as an adult person, this is what I'm learning. I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like a lot of this journey is really getting back to who your true raw childhood self was. Yes. Right. The essence of you. Yeah. The the music playing, the writing songs, the... Yeah. Like, what is it that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, funnily enough, I mean, I really started writing songs when I was like, you know... 12. Mm. Um, and then I quit when I was 14 because I made up a story that I wasn't a writer. Mm. And I don't even know why I made it up. I don't remember like an inciting incident, but it was made up and it stuck so hard and it was just the way it was. Mm. And, um, and then it was like 
17 years later or something, I mean, something crazy like that, that, that then I involuntarily just like had these songs come out mm. and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe, I mean, it's just so sad that we as humans, certainly as kids, but as adults too, just like make up bullshit and it's just decides the course of our life and it's just based on a lie. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. how much does the world lose because of that lie? Like what if you never yeah. picked up music again, Faye? Right. Right. We would all be missing that gift you give the world. Like and I I think that's why these conversations are so important too, because I think just the grappling with life, just being like this shit's weird, mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fucking it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm, I screw it up often. Just like the grappling of it almost allows you to relax into your soul, relax into your like innate truest self. And then it, I think that's where these things start to pop up, like a yeah. you know, turkey sandwich from when you're a kid or um, allows you to get back to like, oh, that's what that joy felt like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's that love of myself that I remember because yeah. it's really easy to get fogged up in all of it. Right. Like, you I mean, and then like you talk to yourself all day long. How are you talking to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? What narratives are you creating? You know, and that is, that's such a, can be such an avalanche and um, a paralyzing avalanche. And, oh yeah, you know, we've all been there. I mean, we'd be lying to say I wasn't there or someone wasn't, I mean, as an athlete, oh my God, I was, I would be in my head so much in college sometimes. I'd be like, I can't get a, like, I'd have a bad shooting game. And then it would like turn into a couple shooting games in a row. And I'd be like, Jesus, man, like what's going on? And like, Mm. just relax into it. The best basketball I played because I wasn't thinking I was just Mm -hmm. playing and being present and getting back to that, like innate childlike self. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We should all just be, it should all just feel like recess. Yes. I'm here for recess. (laughs) I was a hundred percent that kid in school that was like, what's your favorite class? Gym. Yes. <laughs> Playing nonstop. I mean, I'm also really high energy. So, you know, there's also that. Like, I kind of have to do it because if I don't, I will. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I need to move my body like now immediately. That's great. <laughs> my, my, my poor partner. I'm like, I'm going for a walk. I'll be back. She's like, great. <laughs> or sometimes I just leave. I'm like, I can't even be. I just need to move. I need me to move my body. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I've been feeling like that lately too. But yeah. that's also like information too, right? Like your body, that totally. anxiety is like, you know, and sometimes it doesn't fix it. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I'm like, I need to get out of here and yeah. go for a walk. And then I go for a walk and it doesn't fix it. Right. Sometimes it means, but that's also information. But you but tried. It, yeah, exactly. You tried. Yeah, so yeah. You check that. Okay. A walk didn't work this time. Right. Okay. So what is the next tool in my box? Maybe yeah. that's, you have a really close friend that's like, they can just not even really say anything, just talk to or FaceTime with and just stare mm-hmm. at each other. Um, whatever that is for you, you know, just to remind yourself again, because if you don't, I think that's where that, that like nagging, like self-critic shows up. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the matter with you? You have Jen? to take action to yeah. solve anything. You know, you have to like do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the voice. 
You know, what is the yeah, voice yeah. telling you? Like, oh, well, you're anxious all the time. People don't want to deal with you. You know, I used to struggle mm-hmm. with that a lot because I love talking mm-hmm. like this and I'd always be afraid that people don't like it or I'm overwhelming them mm. or they didn't enjoy sharing space with me. And that like my weird curiosity brain of like ah, all over the place, like what about this? What about that? Isn't it crazy how we do this? And what does that mean? And not even like having to have an answer, just enjoying that type of conversation. And then, oh, like, you know, before I learned other people do like talking like this, I'd walk away and be like, oh shit, did I, did I share too much? Right. Um, did I annoy them? Did like, was I that person that trapped somebody in the corner and they don't know, <laughs> they can like, I don't want to, you know, like, but it, that's where you could go really easily and really quickly if you're not careful and yeah. like learning to love yourself right. and talk to yourself with love. Yes. Amen. Trying, practicing. What, trying, what are, practice. trying both and <laughs> trying practicing and I'm, I'm trying to practice trying to practice. <laughs> um what are some of the things that you do to to tell and remind yourself of self-love gosh I mean you know lately it's about just trying to remind myself that I'm not doing anything wrong um that I'm sort of allowed to to be here taking up space mm. um that's a big one for me uh I've been pretty pretty good as far as I would say like where I was and where I see that I would say you know most of most humans <laughs> I've met or seen are in terms of self-love, I would say that I'm proud that I've made progress <laughs> on that. Um, and, you know, obviously we'll, none of us will ever be done with that. But so it's there and there's been enough of a practice where I wouldn't dispute, you know, my inherent worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, But there are now these, um, you know, these things that, that I like, yeah, like the, the feeling I am doing something wrong is something I sort of realized kind of recently where I'm such a people pleaser, which I thought I had done a fair amount of work on because I've done a lot of work on, uh, releasing perfectionism and just Mm. fully embracing, um, our humanity but I still like get caught up with this I mean like like here's like a which is so funny because like this is on my wall right now right this is Mm -hmm. a paint sample thing Mm -hmm. we moved into um a house and our new landlord is the sweetest man in the world and um and totally like of course is like yes you know paint whatever color you want um and but he like did before he moved in like did these renovations and you know paid a lot of money for this like really nice paint job mm-hmm. and it's just not my color and so even though it's totally fine and we have permission and everything i feel like i'm doing something wrong because i'm like 
you know, not honoring or something or not being uh, respectful towards like, you know, the money he put into, you know, painting the house. And I just feel like, oh my God, I, I need to like keep it this color that doesn't, you know, work for me. So that what, right? And by painting, I'm doing something wrong. Now, this is just like a small example, like this comes up in so many of my ways, some, so many, you know, aspects of life in much deeper ways, but it's, it's actually more of a problem that there are so many of these like small ways where mm. if I told people how I was feeling, they'd be like, what are you even talking about? This is not a thing. Like this doesn't affect my life one way or another. Like you're not hurting anybody. You're not doing anything, you know, um, but it's rooted in this, I'm wrong. Like my whole existence is wrong. Mm. You know? mm -hmm. I mean, like I can trace all these things back to, you know, that, which is surrounded just by a lot of um, identity stuff. And so even though there's so much work that's been done on the worth and the just like walking through the world and kind of like knowing I'm, I, I don't even know how to explain it because it's, it's sort of these, it's obviously a similar coin, but I have a great sense of self-worth and yet um, still very much struggle with, um, I think identity stuff, mm -hmm. which makes me feel like I'm not on solid ground of, um, that I can sort of proudly stand on. Yeah. Which is, we could, you know, go into so many tangents of that, but I don't know if any of that. No, it makes a lot, the whole time you're talking, <laughs> I felt like, yes, yes, yes. And I think not even getting into race, just gender norms. Mm -hmm, women mm -hmm. have been told to be quiet mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. apologize I actually get to the point where I'm like stop apologizing like you're allowed to be in this line and like yeah. I can hear myself doing it too I don't need to be sorry I'm allowed to be in this line I am purchasing mm -hmm. something just like the person next to me is yeah yeah why do women feel like we need to apologize right oh, oh I'm sorry I said something no, no, I'm not sorry. I'm because mm -hmm. the reality is I'm actually not sorry. What makes me feel sorry is the system of oppression that made me feel like the only way I have value and worth is by being mm -hmm. meek and polite and not taking up space. Right. And you're perpetually, and I don't even look feminine. Like I, I'm mm. very androgynous. Like I'm, I, you know, that, that I don't even present the world that way. And I'm still wrestling with those norms. Right. And I don't even present to the world that way. Right. And they're ingrained in us from when you're like a little, little kid, you know, Absolutely. the boy can push somebody over that's Gucci. But if you bump into somebody, you should, you for damn sure better be sorry. And you better that's apologize. Right. That's right. And so now you're oh, yeah. just watching it all the time. Just simple examples of telling you what your worth is, what your worth is. Yep. And we do it. To, this is the thing that um, I worked with kids for a really long time. And this is the thing that frustrates me the most about us as adults and why I think this work is so important. If you don't do this work, you're going to pass that shit on to your kids. Mm -hmm. You're just going to pass it on. And you know, there's always going to be something for you to pull back. There's always going to be another, you know, version of oppression that we're going to learn more about. Like that's just the nature of what I think this is going to be of a person on this planet. 
But with that being said, if we don't do our part, it's not going to change. Mm. It's not going to change. And, you know, part of that does come with like having different people around you, diverse communities, things of that nature. But it also means stepping into these conversations, stepping into the wrestling of the moments where you're like, I didn't need to apologize there. I, I had right to be there. And recognizing that and, and, you know, that's like, I love that you bring it up because I think that's the self-love. That is the, even if the system is broken and can't fully honor you yet, I will say yet because I have hope in humanity. <laughs> but if, if I can step into that, that's just like one more little like, like building up of you. This it's like, um, uh, I mean, it, it is. It's like uh, building this resilience. This this mm-hmm. this this note of, I matter. I belong here. The reason why I know that is the fact that I'm still breathing. I belong here, and I mm-hmm. matter. And yes. because I belong here and I matter, that means I'm going to be used in a really beautiful way. And I might not even know it yet. And then I got to lean into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get fired up about it because I just, these narratives, like we are all doing it. And it's just really frustrating. I just get, I'm right now, I'm just really frustrated in general because I just, I hate that we are talking to ourselves, especially as women, all the time like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and, and then you got to combat, you know, uh, in my training today, I was listening to this woman talk about two malls in LA and how she won't go to them because she doesn't feel safe using the women's restroom. And that man clearly designed that restroom because you get to a men's restroom first and they thought women would want more privacy and then they move, but the women's bathroom was further back. But the reality is that's not what a lot of women are thinking. A lot of women yeah, are thinking, is, I'm going to hold it because shit. this shit ain't safe. Yeah. <laughs> it yep. ain't safe. And like, People they're telling you, oh, you're just being exaggerated. Oh, it's not that bad. Okay, bro. You know, when I had longer hair and I presented as a female, catcalling, it's like you're a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. What makes you have the right to talk about someone that way? Mm-hmm. It just these ideas of women, not even to get that's not, not even getting into racial norms and and things of that nature, which um, you know, being a mixed kid. That's like a weird thing in itself because you have this like whiteness that serves you. And then this like other heritage that like you don't even fully understand because we simulated to whiteness because that's what you did. And yet like at the same time, I don't look like either of those. So like you don't look enough white, you don't look enough Asian. And so then now there's all these like ideas around you. So then you're like, well, yeah, it's really hard to figure out what your self-worth is. And if anything, like for me, like what I've learned inside of that narrative is like the one thing that I know that I do have is my self-worth. Right. Because you don't get to decide it. You don't get to decide my value. I get to decide my value. I get to decide my purpose. I get to decide how I want to impact this world. And like you said earlier in this conversation, it's a choice. Yeah. And a practice. Right. Right. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. So many layers. Layers. Yeah. On top of layers, on top of layers. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I wonder if we'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist Mm -hmm. and a pessimist in the same breath. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm hopeful that we can get to do better. Um, 
that, you know, transgender kids will be able to play the sport they, they, they want to play. Yeah. That, um, you know, CEOs will look a lot more different than they mm-hmm. are now. Um, you know, that the world that is presented to us through media and movies and other such things will actually represent the world we're actually in and give worth to people because it's really hard to see where you have value if you can't find yourself in the world. Right. Yeah. I really loved, uh, well, I don't, I'm sure it's still on, but I, I stopped watching after a while, but I really appreciated the show Mixed Dish. I like cried every episode. Hmm. <laughs> What's that on? Uh, probably ABC, something like that. Mixed Dish. What's it about? Uh, it's about, have you ever seen Blackish? No. Okay, full confession here. I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> That's okay. You don't need to. It's not really my jam, Fine. to be honest. Um, TV is uh tv has has gotten great <laughs> um there's some there's some great work being done but blackish is a show uh about a black family um and the matriarch of the family played by tracy ellis ross is um she's biracial um mm-hmm. and so her so Mixed-ish is a, uh, a flashback series to her as a child hmm. um, with her black mother and white father, which is like my parents. And so there's just, you know, so much relatable, relatable stuff. And so I would like cry every episode. And it's also set in the 80s, which hmm. is when I grew up when I was dealing with that stuff. So it was very um, poignant, but anyway, point being, yeah, I mean, you know, you can relate just like the, the, the mix thing is, is another layer of um, the worth that, you know, and race in general, as you mentioned, that just, it's like, we can just start checking boxes of just the intersectional, worthiness you know like Mm -hmm. and how so many things affect it but uh yeah but yeah for sure continue practice yeah I mean there's parts that are encouraging right like I remember um growing up um we just checked the white box because there wasn't really a lot of choices Mm. Mm -hmm. now you can click mixed race and like mm-hmm. to be fully transparent, it took me a really long time to feel like I was allowed to do that. Mm, I understand. Like, cause you don't, I don't look Asian enough. So it's mm-hmm. like, you can't, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's almost like you feel like you can't belong to a thing. Oh, this is like the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then being a woman and then, you know, uh, being a gay woman, like there's all these things that are like, where do you yeah. go? you belong you know right like even going to the bathroom there's places i do not even feel safe just Mm. going to the bathroom just looking Mm -hmm. the way that i look yeah or like how people it's really interesting too like depending on where you are in the country how people respond Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i remember one time um i used to be really uncomfortable i used to not be able to face it to be honest with you 
Um, I would want to go to the bathroom as fast as possible. I didn't want to make eye contact. I washed my hands, wouldn't look at anybody, would just try to like leave as fast as I could. And now I just kind of am like, you're in the right restroom. Promise I can read symbols and yeah. turns out. <laughs> right. Oh man. There's no urinals in here. So I was able to put two and two together that <laughs> in the correct bathroom. Turns oh out. Oh God. Uh. But it happens all the time. I've I've had people where like they'll they'll come in, they'll see me, they'll walk back out, they'll yep. come back in, look at me again, then they'll hold oh the door God. and like look to see if they like to check the sign and make sure they're in the right place. I, and I used to just like, just get sweaty and just like my armpits yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And now I'm just like, you're in the right restroom. Promise. Yeah. Ladies room. We're all here. Yep. It's party. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And imagine, I can't imagine how, you know, I'm not trans, so I don't know what that even can imagine. I can't even imagine what that's right. like for somebody and to not hold empathy for an individual, like the courage to step into your skin. Mm-hmm. Goodness, why don't we honor that? We Instead, we look at all these other things, right? Like what, right. what is wrong or this, that, and another, instead of like that person sacrificed the, the world's idea of worth mm-hmm. and potentially their own belonging. That's yep. how much who they are matters. To tell their truth, yeah, yeah. I can, would you be willing to do that? Because I feel pretty confident a lot of people wouldn't. Right. I mean, they don't. You know, that's why I didn't come out till I was twenty-two. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's. It takes time. It takes courage. Yeah. You know, and like, I was talking to somebody else the other day. Like, you know, I came out at twenty-two, twenty-three, and like leading up to that, I had again, you're talking to yourself all day long. I'm having these conversations with myself and like looking at the world my whole life of trying to figure out who the hell I am. And then you tell your family and they have this whole other like, you know, lens of who they think you are, expectations of who who you hope you'll be, grandchildren, married, all this stuff. And then like, you just blew up their world, you know? And now they got to unpack what does that mean? Because they're not talking to you all day in your head. And again, the courage for somebody to say, no, this is who I am. Yeah. To know that with like certainty. I just think that's such a thing to be loved and honored. You're you're so courageous. We all can learn from those people that are willing to step into their truth, regardless of what that sacrifice means. That's right. Amen. I'm preaching here. Well, uh, I want to thank you for your time and, and sharing so much of your, your story and journey. I, um, I do not take it lightly that you're willing to do that. And um, I appreciate it. And I, it's a true privilege to be able to hear your journey and how you got here and how you continue mm-hmm. to grow. Um, I would like to wrap up with a, a one last question. Is there something yeah. that you're, um, you know, we're always on this journey. I think that yeah. there's times where there's pause, but then that usually means something else is about to come. It's great. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> it's, it's how Ooh. life works, right? Um, but so what are you wrestling with right now? What is something you're trying to work through or learn or understand right now? Um, right now, to be honest, the main thing I'm trying to do is to believe that I can be a mother. Mm. And, um, or believe that I'm allowed to be Hmm. specifically, um, because I think that's an important piece on the journey 
that I'm on in respect to, you know, fertility and trying to start a family. And that's probably what's like at the top of my brain most days right now. Would you be willing to share more about you? You chose the word allowed. Would you be able to share yeah. more on that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, similar to what I said in the past or said before, just like, um, you know, there's a certain amount of worth that I feel <laughs> that I've grown into. And yet there's this, um, allow there's this permission thing, this, mm. I'm doing something wrong thing, mm. I'm not allowed to make these decisions. And it's in some ways, it's so crazy to me because I have made a, like a fair amount of bold choices in my life, you know, like mm -hmm. I like started a business and like quit my job and like um, decided to share music with the world and decided yeah. to, you know, like things that um, people might say are like, you know, courageous things to do. And like, mm -hmm. and yet I, there are so many things that I don't feel like I'm allowed to do that, that I still feel like are for other people mm. that were made for other people. And so, um, you know, just a constant practice to, to work on, um, seeing myself. And it's so interesting because sometimes I feel like there's ego in that too, where I'm like separating myself from other people and being mm. like, even though I'm sort of telling myself negative stories, I'm, you know, I'm sort of lumping everyone else together and, and separating myself, which is kind of like, no, I don't want to do that. I want us to, we're all the same, you know? Mm -hmm. um, obviously billions have come before and, and, and done this and, and things like starting a family are, are, a, a very normal part of, of the human existence. Um, and yet it's, you know, whatever the thing might be just gets bogged down with stories of why not. And, um, and, you know, you can come up with an excuse for, for anything, mm -hmm. why something's not working. Mm -hmm. And so, but it all does just get rooted back to, you know, childhood stuff. And well, the other kids, the other kids got to do that. I was, you know, I wasn't allowed to do that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's a tangent on uh, being allowed. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing. And I think what's really beautiful about you sharing the wrestling is that it seems to be a theme for you mm -hmm. and, and that um, how you leaned into the theme in other places too. Like when you were talking about, you know, you did these courageous things like wrote songs and made music, like you're the mother of those songs and you put yeah. those out in the world and you, you birthed Definitely. them. Yes. And, and I use that language all the time. It's so yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And like the gift that that is and, um, and that something can be yours and yet like you don't get to control somebody's lens on it either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and what does that mean too? Which I think is so beautiful about art. I just heard somebody talk about that, about putting a book out in the world. Like you have this thing that you're building in your head. I'm sure it's similar with music it, to me, to be honest, like, um, 
this podcast has been something that's in my head for a really long time. And once you put it out into space, you don't have control of how mm-hmm. people interpret it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Safe with you. And then like, when you give yourself the permission, like you're talking about and like lean into that and the allowing um, and the grappling inside of that is really beautiful. And I just really appreciate you sharing that. It's um, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure um, and privilege to be able to, to hear your story and, and your journey. Um, so I'll let you uh, wrap up with, you know, giving anybody some websites or links that ah, you want yes. to direct them to, or if there's a, a foundation or nonprofit or both of those things, it's your, the mic is yours. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to make sure I have the exact web address of, for the nonprofit that I love, but um, my website is faywolf.com f-a-y-w-o-l-f and um that will connect you to kind of all the different things i do in the world and um one of my favorite um communities to support is the wayfaring band which is the wayfaringband.com they provide adventures for neurodiverse humans. Mm. Um, And uh, my partner and I, my fiance and I were lucky enough to go on a RV trip with them in 2017. I love that. We did an RV trip to like Zion and a bunch of different national parks. And it was incredible. Um, Co-founded by a dear friend of mine, Andrea Moore, and I just love supporting them in every way. So thewayfaringband.com. Awesome. Well, yeah. um, thank you, Faye, for your time and sharing parts of yourself with us. Um, we are blessed and privileged to have to have been able to hear your voice and story. Grateful. Thank you so much again for asking. This was lovely. Yeah. All right. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, y'all, I just wanted to do a quick reflection after my conversation with Faye. Um, There's so many poignant parts for me that she shared in her journey. Um, One thing that really stands out for me is perpetually combating the voice inside her head, the stories that we made up that we don't even know their origin, um, and this work of a lifetime, this practice, as she calls it, to unpack all of that and just to look at where did I make up that story? Maybe some of those stories do have root origins, you know? Um, maybe they're just something that we made up. Maybe it was something that we saw in our life that created this lens of what and who we could be. And I just really appreciate Faye taking the time and the courage to share parts of that uh, with us because I think it's fair to say, we all are literally talking, we talk about this on the podcast, but you're talking to yourself all day long. You know, you know more about yourself than anybody else in a lot of ways. A lot, I would venture to say 90% of the conversations you're having in your head never become out loud. And so how are you talking to yourself? What are the stories that you're, you're, you're telling? And um, I just really love Faye talking about practicing, giving yourself permission to love yourself, to know yourself, to um, know that you matter and that you have deep belonging. And and I also really appreciate her touching on being biracial. Um, That's been something I've been really wrestling with a lot over the last few years, um, especially in the last like six months. And 
I didn't even feel comfortable talking about that. And, you know, I appreciate Faye sharing her work with me um, and her journey on that with me. And um, I'm, I'm honestly just in deep awe and gratitude of her transparency inside of that and the delicacy in which she slightly and slowly peels back layers with really gentle care, almost like she's, um, it's like paper mache, like building something like that, just, you know, such gentleness and um, grace that she does that with and that she shared it with me. Uh, I feel absolutely privileged that someone would be, be willing to share their truth with me um, and the world and to take the time to do that. And I just am incredibly grateful. Um, I hope y'all got as much out of this conversation as I did. As always, you can head over to our anchor page uh, to leave us a voice memo. And let me know what you thought. Um, maybe you're biracial and you can relate to a lot of the things we talk about in here. Maybe you have a lot of um, inner critic, an inner asshole that doesn't shut up. And um, you can relate to that too. And the, the, the need to strive for perfection. And I would just love to hear where you're at in the journey if you're willing to share. Um, again, I'm just grateful to, to Faye to take the time to record with me and to share her story with y'all. And um, I'm grateful y'all are here listening and leaning into this and becoming the best version of you. Um, I appreciate y'all, I appreciate Faye and I'll see y'all on the flip side. Until next time y'all, stay curious.